wants to go first? You can go first. Sure. Um, it was just pure luck. No. Was it? <laughs> no, I feel very lucky to be there, quite honestly. Um, I, you know, I graduated from Simmons, and from there on out, I've always been involved in nonprofit work and volunteering. Um, for a period of time, I was a big sister to a little girl with autism, um, and it just, I'll probably cry talking about it, but it just really filled my world. Um, and I was working at a different organization um, at the time, but it was just very special, and I knew um, and really grew to appreciate all of her beautiful qualities. Um, and so I just always knew that this was the field I was supposed to be in. And so it's just, it's been um, a journey, but I'm, I couldn't be happier at Friendship Home. It's just such a wonderful place to be. I love all of our members and their families and um, all the people that we work with. The culture is just so, it, it's just so wonderful and refreshing almost. So How long have you been there? Um, almost four years now. So it's been just a great four years. And, you know, every day I always joke that love blooms at Friendship Home or blossoms at Friendship Home. But it's true. Like, everyone just is very loving and caring and has really strong, deep relationships. And it's um, our members really add to the community. And I think that all the work that we do and how involved we are with the community really, really gets to show that off. So. So I've worked there for three years now. Before that, I was at Sasher Hospital in the foundation. So I was doing very similar work. I was raising money for a great another great cause. But I had heard about this available position, and a few people had recommended that I pursue it. So I did. And it was just the best thing that ever happened. I love it so much. It's a perfect environment for me. It's small, and you get to really do so many different things. And um, you know, it's just a great cause. And Andrea and I work really well together. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> no, but it's fun. I mean, every day is different, and it, it, it's a lot of fun. We get to meet amazing people in the community. We get to contribute to people's lives in such a wonderful way, and it's, it just couldn't be better. Are you both from the area originally? Or? I, I grew up in Situate. I grew up in Braintree. But now, right. yep, but now I'm a Marshfield resident. So what's your role I think we do a little bit of everything, yeah, but <laughs> that, is, that is my official title, yes. Um, so I oversee the operations um, and um, uh, making sure that our programming is, um, you know, always looking to grow and exceed people's expectations. Um, and then I work closely with Heather around um, fundraising and making sure that our brand is strong and well-known in the community. Um, but really, my primary focus is making sure that our families are, are happy um, and feel as though their loved one um, that is attending one of Friendship Homes programs is well taken care of and is enjoying themselves and making friends and enjoying the community. So I think that's a, a little bit of everything, but... Um, Which every executive director yeah, says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had this conversation with another executive director last week, this question. What's the strangest thing you've done? Could you say? Because I'm not. I don't think it's appropriate. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm thinking about when we had the, the, the renovations the night before our big opening oh, party. Gosh. That was pretty out of the box. Oh, yeah. 
that was out of the box. Yeah. I think I was gluing a floor. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. I think that's the answer. gluing a floor and then I came in the next morning and the floor came up again and I just lost it. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have 200 people in here today and I have no floor. (laughs) But we pulled it off. No one would have known. (laughs) Director of Development, what does that consist of? So Friendship Home is an organization that does receive some funding from the state, but not nearly enough to actually keep the programs going. And we have three programs. One of them the state does pay for, which is our Bridges to Work program. But our respite and social recreation programs, they, they need fundraising in order to make it affordable for families to actually have their loved one participate. So everything that we do really does have some fundraising angle to it. I also do a lot of the communications for Friendship Home and newsletters and social media and that kind of thing. But really... We're trying to get people to understand what Friendship Home is all about so that we can actually get the word out for people who need it, but also so that we can interest people interest people in giving to us, to support us. So, for those who don't know, what is Friendship Home? Um, well, I think we joke that it's like Disney World in Norwell, Massachusetts. <laughs> no, it's um, we provide day and respite services to adults with developmental disabilities. Um, and support their families as well. And so we have an overnight, short-term overnight respite program to allow our members to come and spend a weekend with their friends and have fun and go out in the community. Um, Their joke, their running joke is what happens at Friendship Home stays at Friendship Home. (laughs) So um, it's it's just a really great opportunity for the the caretaker of of one of our members to have a a break. And quite honestly, it allows our member to have a break from their caretaker um, these are adults um, that are living with typically their their parents, and so they, they want to branch out and just spend time with their friends and have a good time. Um, and then we also have a Bridges to Work program, which is our day program, um, where we all offer um, activities throughout the day as well as employment services. So we have um, 33 employment partners on the South Shore that are um, very invested in making sure that our members um, have a rewarding and fulfilling experience at their place of employment. Um, we're really, when we were fully operational before COVID, um, we had 47 of our 52 members were employed out in the community. So it's really um, a, a really great opportunity for local businesses to feel comfortable and have somebody with unique um, traits be a part of their culture and add to it. Um, and that's what everyone really talks about is how much the value add of having one of our members um, work at their organization. And then we have a social rec program, so it's an opportunity for our members to get together socially um, at either a club or a dance or going out to a play or the Red Sox game um, and just enjoy one another's company like anyone does with their group of friends as well. So it's um, we were founded in 1999 by two mothers um, that – are now their children are now adults with developmental disabilities and they really recognized two things very early on one was that their children were thriving in social situations where they felt accepted and no one at the time really was facilitating those type of opportunities for their loved ones so they created friendship club 
that's still in existence today. It meets on Thursday nights at Friendship Home, and some of the original members from 1999 still attend club. So it, it really goes to demonstrate really lifelong friendships that Friendship Home has sort of cultivated and um, really allowed to happen. And then Wilma and Joan also recognized early on that they needed a break, um, and their family need, members needed a break, um, and even their their son and daughter needed a break from always being with them. And so they created this short-term respite program. Um, the state wasn't sure if they were going to fund it early on, but Wilma and Joan told them either get on the train or get off because we're ta- we're going. This is happening. Um, and, of course, the state saw the value and is now a, is supporting um, overnight stays. But it's a really, um, really sort of grassroots efforts that really created Friendship Home and community has really come together to make sure, as Heather was saying, we have to do a lot of fundraising to keep the lights on. So um, it's a, everyone's really invested in, in the success of Friendship Home. We couldn't be more appreciative. I was going to ask you guys, how, how is Friendship Home funded? Is it a combination of donations, state funding? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Um, so it, we have about... Um, well, it fluctuates. <laughs> this year is unique. <laughs> this year is very unique. Um, but typically it's um, about 60% state contracts and private pay, um, the majority of that being state contracts, and the other 40% is through philanthropy. How many people work at Friendship Home? 53. There's really? 53 staff at Friendship Home. Of full-time and part-time employees, and no one really would would guess that we had that many. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, but we have a lot of really great staff that have been with the organization for a very long time. We're very lucky, and we have a wonderful board. We have a board of eleven, all local community members, um, parents of participants, but extremely dedicated, um, and just real assets for, for Friendship Home, and I, I'm so grateful to them. It's to enrich the lives of individuals with developmental disabilities and, and their families through overnight respite and support services. Thank you. to be able to advertise, but advertising takes money, so that's something that we haven't really built into our budget enough to actually... But is there a common way of people... I think it's a lot of word of mouth. mouth. Word of mouth, I think, for the people who are there, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And then I also think word of mouth for the people who are donors or volunteers. They always... It's somebody usually that they respect or value in some way that's involved that gets them involved. And that's why it's such a wonderful group of people, too. Right. It's a whole new world for me, and that's what I love about it. I mean, I really, unlike Andrea, I hadn't worked in this field at all, but I had done fundraising, so I knew the mechanics of what I had to do to get my job done, but I didn't know firsthand about the mission and what that really meant. And it's just been such an eye-opening experience for me, meeting these people who are so amazing that, quite frankly, 
in, in previous years, I really hadn't. So it's just been so nice to really become friends with them, to understand them and meet their families and have my children come in and meet them and, you know, come to the ice cream social that they have. Or it's just been great. It's, it, it's every day, you can't have a bad day when you're at Friendship Home because somebody says something to you that just puts you right, you know, makes whatever worry you have seem pretty trite. Yeah. It's a really good question. I think, I mean, I, they're both great causes. They're, they're very different, although many of the same people do support both of those causes, which has been wonderful for me because I had relationships already built, so it felt so comfortable just to step into this role. But it's just, um, I think sometimes a lot of businesses might get involved. There, there's a different level of socializing or, you know, networking and that kind of thing that maybe the hospital has that Friendship Home, I feel like people maybe are more personally attached to that. Mm -hmm. So many people, you'd think that they have in their lives someone with developmental disabilities, but that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And I was, I've always been amazed, too, by how many families, entire families are involved. It's not just, you know, the mom or the dad. It's really all of them coming together for it. It's just something that they believe in and you know, it could be someone at school who's just become a part of their child's life that they, you know, this is how they learn about it. But it just, it just touches everyone because everybody is, not everyone, but most people are parents. So when you put yourself in the shoes of another parent and think about what they have to deal with and go through and, you know, maybe you're, you consider yourself so fortunate, you want to be able to help in any way you can. who are there, it's the members, it's bringing it's those people together, mm -hmm. it's the volunteers, it's just so much fun, and I feel like people are there for the right reason, which yeah. is to have fun and, yeah. you know, have their, open their minds up to something else, it's just, it's been great, great sponsors, yeah. the board is very involved with helping us, and we have a wonderful gala committee who really work hard to make sure that we have these sponsors and supporters so that we can actually throw that. Heather's very bash. talented as well. And, and we're also really hard workers. <laughs> and we like to have fun. So. Like, when do you guys start, like, not to go way off subject, but when do you guys start planning for golf? As like, soon as golf ends, ends in September. Yeah. Golf ends. We're always planning it. And then it, we start planning for golf the day after right. gala really? is over. Yeah. So it never ends. It's always going to really. be never break. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it, it is, it, it, you know, right, funda funding and, and continued um, community support when it comes to employing our members. Um, you know, I think that I would, I would sort of walk my initial re knee-jerk response back to really just um, opportunities in the community for our members to participate in, whether it's through employment or social opportunities, because that's really what we're all about. Um, but true when it comes to funding, as we said, we're 60, almost 60% private pay and um, state funding and then 40% uh, philanthropy. So um, the focus is always on our members, but to be able to do that, we have to raise the funds to be able to do it. And if there is a business owner in the area that's, you know, wants to throw something at the 
Sure. Well, they should definitely contact us um, and sort of talk about what their ideas are. We're not looking. We're, it, it depends. Some of our members work three to six hours somewhere a couple times a week, while other members are pretty much employed full-time somewhere. So it really depends um, on what they need um, and what the, the different opportunities that, that they would appreciate offering to one of our members. We do go out and try to find the right fit for our members as well. So we um, get to know our member really well. We ask them what they're interested in doing. Um, we help them think through different creative ways that they could build their skill sets to be able to go apply somewhere for a job. Um, but we have a, a variety of interests, of course. So one young woman always wanted to work with children. So we went out and did some job carving with a local daycare, and now she works there several times a week and loves it. Um, and then we have um, another young woman that loves horses and always wanted to work on a horse farm. There's some wonderful horse farms locally, and so we were able to just go have a couple of conversations, and now she's working in the stables. And then we have another young man who's working at a liquor store. So because his interest was not in alcohol, but in sort of stocking and then also being a customer service. And so, it, you know, it's just a real variety of opportunities. So whoever's listening, and we would love to have a conversation about a possible opportunity for one of our members to be able to learn from and feel a sense of fulfillment from by working at your, your place of employment. So big question. How has COVID impacted the organization? Um, it's, it's impacted everyone. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's been hard. It's been really hard for our members. Um, when we closed mid-March, of course, we pivoted really quickly and um, went to remote learning and socializing. Um, but the, their whole world really revolved a lot around Friendship Home. And one of the dads, even when we, we luckily have reopened at decreased capacity following all of the state regulations and guidelines. Um, but one afternoon I was outside saying goodbye to one of the members and the dad, uh, one of um, our members' dads was just like, when this place closed, her whole world ended. And so, you know, it just struck me. And I, my response was, I felt the same way. <laughs> I mean, I was coming into an empty building, and it was just, it, it was eerie. It was not, it didn't feel right. Um, so it's been really hard on sort of the emotional um, piece of being so isolated for our members. So we tried to facilitate as much opportunity as we could through Zooming um, for people to be able to socialize. But it's so much nicer now that people are able to come back into the building and see one another um, and be, you know, more connected in that way. We can't wait to, for life to return to normal. Um, so we're all just... Yeah, I think a lot is going to ride on when the vaccine is available for everyone. Um, but we are at, our day program is at uh, operating at about 50% capacity just because of state guidelines around um, square footage needs and whatnot. And the rest of our members are Zooming in. Um, and our social rec is, is up and running, it's Zooming and, and some in person. But unfortunately, um, because of the current circumstances and concerns um, about the virus, our, respite, our current over, short-term overnight respite program is not operational yet. 
we tried, but it, it, it's not the right decision right now. website you can find out a lot of information there's you know find out who the, who's on the board the history of friendship home the programs and what kinds of activities are coming up and then also how to donate if they'd like to volunteer there's different ways that they can get involved or in any event that we're having we usually highlight on our website as well yeah, that's probably the easiest too. way which is just friendshiphome.net Again, with COVID, that's that's another area that's been pretty hit pretty hard. Yeah. But um, I think you know they, they call the office and speak with Mary Claire Himmel. Mm -hmm. She's really one that kind of fields those questions and then passes them along to the appropriate person, depending on you know what that person's interests are. Times people don't view the work that's done as an, at a nonprofit as it's as difficult as at a for-profit company, um, and in, in actuality, it's harder. <laughs> there, it's um, there's a lot of components to it, um, and I think that people at times minimize the, the true work and the difficulty that it comes along with it at times. Um, I think, I, I definitely do agree with that. I also think that um, you have to have so many, especially at, at an organization the size that Friendship Home is, you have to really be able to do a lot. You have to have a lot of skills. You have yeah. to be able to wear a lot of hats. You have to be willing to take chances and try new things and get it done. And there aren't people there to do every single thing. So I think that you know that's challenging, but it's also what's fun about it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really challenging working with a, a tight budget, obviously, and there's really no room for error in that regard. But um, I think you know those things are kind of what makes it special too. So, but I definitely think that the 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 funding is is a, always a constant yeah. um, source of. You know, it's kind of what drives you because without that, really, this wonderful place wouldn't exist. Right. Yeah. And on the flip side, what's been the biggest, biggest, biggest success or the most rewarding? I, you know what? It's our members and the friendships and the relationships that I've developed with them. Um, I love working with my coworkers as well. They're they're wonderful human beings, but. There's some unique and fun relationships that I never would have had if I if I didn't work at, at Friendship Home. You know, one of our members on Sunday night called my cell phone out of the blue to just say hi. And I was like, hi. Um, you know, there's just really nice, everyone cares about one another. It's just, a, it's really um, fulfilling and rewarding. Um, and it, it, at times it's funny. And, and there's a lot of great humor. It, every day is something new. So, and it brings out the best in everyone that's yeah. involved with Friendship Home. I mean, you sit down and you talk to a, a CEO or you know president of a bank, and 
you know, you'd never imagine that you can break break in there and really get to know them, and they kind of melt when it comes to friendship. Yeah. And yeah. There's no one, no one on earth that doesn't really find this a, to be a wonderful place, and who actually gets to know us and then doesn't want to do something to help. So mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. I love that. I love seeing people kind of become who they really are because of friendship forms. I was just thinking, how do you go about reviewing this to get the most telling story? There's so many other great organizations in the area. How do you go about telling the story so we can... We invite them in. Yeah, and it tells itself. I mean, yeah. you go there and you see it. And we, we before COVID, on every Wednesday, we would have cafe. So the members would prepare a meal, and we'd invite people in from the community, volunteers, mm -hmm. donors, just, um, you know, any anybody can go, actually. Yeah. You know, it's open to the public. Yeah. So once you're there and you get to know these people, because they just, I mean, they are themselves, trust oh, me. Yeah. And you <laughs> do not know <laughs> yeah, what you're going to. They'll tell you like it is. <laughs> right. And then you just, you just have a great time. Yeah. And when I, I'll never forget when one day we had, I won't mention names, but we had someone in for cafe and they made chili that day for lunch. <laughs> and it was so hot, <laughs> spicy hot. Right. And we all sat at this table just not saying anything for a second until we were just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we really were. But it was just so funny. And they just did such a nice job at saying this is really great. <laughs> but can I have a napkin to dab water? So it was just so fun. saying earlier was, yeah. was pretty pretty yeah. important. And also I think the other thing that is it's so competitive and that's what mm -hmm. that's what I think yes. people definitely don't see mm -hmm. is that they don't realize there's so many great things that need to be funded. And on the South Shore in particular there's just a great many nonprofits that are all, you know, frankly competing for yeah. the same yeah. philanthropy dollars. And you know you, you there's a lot of these organizations that we're actually we partner with. So it's it's very interesting. So we're we're in collaboration, but we're in competition. Yeah. But right. you know, it's just I think you, I think people do not understand necessarily that it's it's a serious business. It is a very serious business. I can think of probably two or three or four competitors right. or you know rival yeah. organizations talking about. Right, and and it's funny because a lot of those places that I'm sure you have in mind are places that some of our members are involved with. Yeah. All of us too. So. Yeah. You know, everyone wants what's best for everyone, and we do try to come up with collaborations with people. Yeah. So, yeah. and I know we were talking about, and Andrea's been talking about this a lot, is, you know, we're not we're not necessarily experts in everything, but we're trying even even more so moving forward to find a connection with people who can do things that we can work together with, so mm -hmm. that our members' lives are really Enriched. improved, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, speaking of competitors. I think for me, I, when I think about it, I, I know maybe for philanthropy dollars, but for me, I also look at them as partners. They are just, there's some, the leaders in a lot of these organizations are just um, so committed and want the best for everyone. And there's a, just a real significant mutual respect for one another. Um, and we all support one another. And it's just, you know, how are, I think right now in particular, during COVID, it, there's a real, it's really being demonstrated to the community because we've all had to come together and been like, geez, how are you handling this? What protocol do you have there? 
you know, can we work together on, you know, it's just a lot of really high-level conversations about how everyone is going to, going to survive, because each organization is having their unique challenges, and then their c the, co the common challenges, so. Is there like a There is. There's an association that we're all a part of um, where we can have those conversations. But then there's one-offs. So I just had a great conversation with another executive director today about how, you know, where we are, really mainly about how we're going to continue to support our staff and not let anyone fall through the cracks because our members rely on them and our organizations rely on them so heavily. And right now it is um, really difficult to be working and wearing a mask all day and being in the same pot of people every day, five days a week. And so how are we keeping their morale up? What are we doing? What is this organization doing? What's that organization doing? What's working? What's not? Um, and how can we help people get through the holidays, um, our families and our staff? Because we couldn't do it without our staff. And they're really special people and deserve to be well taken care of. Um, and so that's what we're trying to, we're really focusing on this month. We have to stop? Well, I would just like to say, no. <laughs> no, I actually do have something. No, I, I would I, I'd say we, we have something very, we, this year we will we'll be doing something different for our gala. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so this year we are not going to obviously have our gala in person which is typically in March, but we will be doing something very special and we will be releasing information about that as time goes on. So I would just love people to stay kind of tuned into that and just to keep in mind that it's a diff it will be different a different format. We, we still have a gala-sized goal to right. raise right. and that money is essential to Friendship Home's success. Um, so we're just really asking people to, you know, keep an open mind, to participate mm -hmm. and... Um, We'll let you know in a little while exactly what our plans are. But they're big. They're big. Go big or go home. 